FM. Welcome to the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack McGrath with Adam Rose. And Adam, it's a beautiful day today here in Columbia. It's a sparkling 80 degrees and it's sunny. How are you feeling today? You're about to make me sing the U2 song, Beautiful Day. Beautiful song. Great song, by the way. Everyone it, should listen to that. I wish we, I don't even know if we have it on here. Maybe. <laughs> no, yes, it's, a, it's great. It's, out it's today. great. Fantastic. Amazing. Phenomenal. Makes you want to play some baseball. I know that's what, what it makes me want to do. Go out there, watch a ball game today. Okay, now I want to go out and play baseball. I left my bat. I left my little fun bat, like a bat at home. The only thing I have is a glove and a mitt. I gl- that's glove and thing. a mitt. I, I have both. a mitt and a bat. It's the same thing. I have a. I have my mitt and I have a ball. A couple of baseballs. That's it. Yep. I don't. Okay, so I'm gonna bring this up now. I'm not sure if this is completely true or this is just based on my experience here, but. Overall, I feel like on campus, not a lot of people actually have baseball mitts. I have a baseball mitt here. I you do. have a baseball mitt here. I do. I've tried to play catch with people before, and they're like, I don't have baseball mitts here. I will go play catch. Thank you, Adam. You you can play catch with me. We'll have to do that later. But today, we have to talk some sports. We're going to be talking some NFL draft later. I know that is the content that people want to hear at this point, because the draft is coming up later this week, and... There's been some rumors and things going lot. around, a lot going around in the NFL world right now that we'll have to hit on a little bit later. But we've got some good stuff. So if you've been paying attention to baseball at all, the new talk, the talk of the town, talk of the the, the league is Dodgers Padres and how exciting that is. Oh my goodness, it is. This is the thing. This is the rivalry baseball needs. Yes. Like. I, what else? There was nothing else on last night. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it just baseball, right? Yeah, nothing else. For, not not the Oscars. No, it's boring. <laughs> uh, not that. Um, who cares about that? Uh, kidding. But no, Dodgers Padres. Oh my God! I would sacrifice. Uh, I would sacrifice the Cubs and the White Sox to watch 162 games of Dodgers Padres. Ooh, that's a lot of games of one team. But all right, I'm, I would, I'm just okay. ready for the seven game series in the playoffs. Gosh, let's just skip to that because we know both of those teams are going to be there. They're going to have it's got to happen. Why can't? Oh, God, I hate that we have to wait another two months before these two teams play again. Yeah, next time they play is June 21st, I believe. Woo, it's far away. And then again, it's next time they play after like mid late August. So, so if you're Uh, confused why this game was so good, so basically what happened every game, every game of this year's, but what happened last night, the Padres were down six runs late in the game, seventh, eighth, ninth, scored. A combined six runs wound up tying the game up. Game goes to 11 innings between the Dodgers and the Padres. Padres eventually win it in what was really a thrilling, thrilling game. That is why everybody is hyping up this series, because you have the best team in baseball, the Dodgers, and an up-and-comer in the San Diego Padres, who is slowly becoming a very real threat to what the Dodgers could potentially have in a dynasty. I mean, the Dodgers are so good that they have... Probably a top five player at nearly every single position. But the Padres, with their rotation and their hitting, 
look like they could potentially be a threat to this Los Angeles and Dodgers hopefully team. Hopefully injuries don't take away from that to Nelson LeMay. We still haven't heard what happened, what's going to happen with him. But, I mean, Tatis just went and had five homers in the series. He, I, I, and it's just so fun. No matter what my personal things on Trevor Bauer are, I respect that he was like, all right, good. I love that he celebrated on Yes. Me. No matter what I think about Trevor Bauer, I like that. He covered his eyes, hit an absolute tank off of Trevor Bauer, covered his eyes to go, and then he does it again, and then he said he just does the McGregor strut to mock him. He also <laughs> goes yard twice in Dodger Stadium, the same 22 years to the date after his father hit two grand slams in the same inning at Dodger Stadium. That was cool, too. And then there was a stupid stat about it, but um, oh my goodness, so much fun to watch. I, I mean, this is everything baseball needs right now. I would agree with you. And talking about rivalries and I'm what so baseball jealous. needs right now, I mean, this is this has been a fun series. These are two very very fun teams. They're both California teams. They're fun to watch. They have superstars. They have superstars on both sides. Uh, of the ball here with the pitching and the hitting. I mean, Tatis, obviously, you have Bauer, who's a star in his own right. And while he's polarizing, I'll say he's uh, he's not a guy that everybody likes. He's fun to watch. Yeah. He, he is a personality that is nearly, basically Unmet. for a pitcher, as close as you can get based on personality alone to must-see TV, and he's got the stuff to back it up. So, And they're just so fun to watch. Like you're saying, Tatis, oh, God, he's so fun to watch. I'm so jealous. My friend's celebrating his 21st birthday, which is tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to have to go scream happy birthday to him six times. Um, he's going to – he and his brother are going to uh, spend a week in Colorado, like in the Rockies, and go to a Dodger, uh, Dodgers – Padres-Rockies game. He gets Ooh. to go see Tatis at Coors. That- I'm – Incredibly jealous. Tatis is already up to seven home runs on the year in just 15 games and 57 at bats. He has 15 home runs. Or seven home runs. Or seven home runs and 15 runs, excuse me. Seven home runs. I was looking at the runs there. Seven home runs, nine RBIs. Pretty good season for him so far and pretty good season for the Padres. I was mentioning to Adam earlier. I do not want to be in the NL West division right now because you have a Especially whole bunch. Especially because you have no chance of making the playoffs. Of good teams for a lot of the teams there. Because you have the Padres and you have the Dodgers. So you know one of those teams probably, as long as they keep it up and they do what they're supposed to do throughout the year, and it doesn't look like either of them are slowing down. Barring injuries, you have the Dodgers and the Padres probably winning the division. I'll give that to the Dodgers. I still think the Dodgers have a chance of putting up pretty historic numbers this year. And you have the Padres, who should take a wild card spot there. Then you have everybody else. The Diamondbacks are good this year. The Rockies aren't so good this year. But then the Giants are off to a hot start, too. And the question then becomes, can the Giants also keep it up? I don't know if they can, but they probably, they've won't. Had a pr- they probably won't. Their odds, betting odds right now are still way, way down. But at the moment, they're hot. And so, suddenly, if the Giants sneak in there and keep it up, this is a very, very dangerous division to be in. Because a playoff-worthy team might not make the playoffs because they might beat up on each other just a little bit too much. Now, I think the Padres take the wild-card spot. I think the Dodgers probably win the division. But right yeah, now, sure. that is a dangerous division to be That team, that is so much fun to watch. Again, like, I, 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 I can't stop thinking about how fun those teams are to watch. No, I'm it's, with you. It is so exciting. I mean... Watching that game last night, it was all I was really always doing is trying to do some work and just have that game on, but I couldn't keep my eyes off. Yeah, the TV is like, <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm with it. It is so. Thr- I'm not even. I'm not exaggerating. It is that fun to watch every game. I think six of the seven games, the last, the, a tying or game-winning run has been scored later in the late in the eighth or ninth inning. That's crazy. 
So now right here, what we have, especially if this Padres team keeps growing and the Dodgers dynasty continues like we think it's going to continue, is a budding rivalry. And something you wanted to hit on today, Adam, and you brought this up to me, is just some of the best rivalries in sports in sports in general. The question I'm going to ask is, can the Padres-Dodgers ever rival one of these rivalries as being one of the best rivalries? I think it could. It could because of how great a lot of the players who are great for these teams are young. Yes. Mookie Betts is still young. Yep. Cody Bellinger, obviously hurt, still young. Corey Seager, who I expect to be back for long term, young. Kershaw, not really young. Walker Buehler, young. Uh, LeMay, young, if he hopefully is healthy. Um, Snell, pretty young. Uh, well, Tatis, uh, well, he, he's pretty young, I would just say. Machado. Machado's not too young, but he's... Uh, he's he, not too old yet, either. But he's That's not old. Yes. And he's on a longer contract. And he's on a long contract, so he's going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. These te- Will Smith, young. Um, Jake Cronenworth, young. Hassan Kim, hopefully he can uh, do well in the majors. Young. Trent Grisham, young. Mackenzie Gore, top prospect. He's gonna, He's young. He's going to be a stud. I mean, these teams are so fun to watch. I mean, but like we said, these are some of your top rivalries of all time. They're just the basics. Um, can this become one of them? Maybe because of the way, obviously, it's a little early. But the the way they're acting is so way playing is so much fun. I mean, you've got best rivalries of all time. We could just go out here. Lakers Celtics, easy. Lakers Celtics is up there. So basically, me and Adam compiled the list of the best rivalries of all time, and there were some pretty obvious ones that we had to put on there. This is what I'm going to say about the Lakers Celtics. So let's let's run through this real quick. So we said Bears Packers, OSU Michigan, oh that's Ohio State University, Duke versus North Carolina basketball, Ravens Steelers, Yankees Red Sox, and then Lakers Celtics. This is why I think the Padres Dodgers one could eventually catch the Lakers and the Celtics. The Lakers and the Celtics is a big rivalry. Well, it's LA and it's Boston. It's two big market teams. It's huge rivalry for the sport. It's because of continued success from both teams that eventually made them match up in the in the title games. Mm-hmm. So you had Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson for a while, and that was an era where it was basically Bird and Johnson running the entire Magic league. And Bird. Magic versus Bird. Magic versus Bird. And then the other later era was Kobe versus the Celtics Big Three. Just Big in general, four. yeah. Just in general. And that was multiple championships where they went head-to-head. Their rivalry is basically not I'm not going to say the Lakers Celtics rivalry isn't historic because it is historic because you also have the Russell Chamberlain but it's built off of 10-15 years ago 10-15 years ago it really being solidified as a rivalry now I don't think the Dodgers Padres is going to catch that anytime soon it would take a long time it would take a long time but it It would take a whole lot of playoff games or just because but the they have they, the route to get there. They play 19 times a year. Exactly. That's a huge part of that, though. And that's, I mean, that's what the Yankees and Red Sox, that's why they built their rivalry. I mean, that's historic, historic. That goes all the way back to Babe Ruth. But once again, that's another rivalry that, that was built off of the amount of times they played each other and how they are two of the most successful teams of all time. Well, I guess maybe not the Red Sox, the Yankees at least. And Red then the Sox Red this Sox decade, were this decade. This decade. Century. Exactly. And that solidified even more the ride for you. I'd say, I mean, obviously you have Bears Packers up there because that's the oldest yep. rivalry in the NFL. They've been yes. around the longest so First long. First two teams. Uh, the, ba- the problem is lately, it's clearly a landslide. In 1994, the Bears were the winning of this ser- winning of those two teams. All time matchup 82 59 and 6 was the record, including playoffs. 
and then again, including playoffs as of now, right now, in this date, March, March, April 26th, it's 101 to 95 and 101 to 95, six ties, Packers. Woo! The, the Bears are, what is that? 30s, I, I can't even tell. If you're you. a Packers fan, do you even care about the Bears anymore? Probably just to make fun of us. Exactly. We're so sad. Don, Don, Especially when we Don, draft Kyle Trask on Friday. You're wearing your Matt Forte jersey today. I see that, Adam. It's my guy. I loved Matt Forte. Underrated. He does not get enough respect. He does not. He never did. He is unbelievable. Un- unfair. I, at one point, had Matt Forte as my Webkin's password. No, you did Oh, my gosh. I did. I love it. I think it was Matt Forte 22 was my Webkins password. I hope it's still not. Somebody could break into my Webkins account. I still remember my Webkins account. I remember it too. I'm pretty sure I have the Webkins app actually. Did I just say that on air? I don't care. I'm gonna, <laughs> go, I'm gonna go log into Webkins right now. Yeah, but no, that was that was my password. But no, seriously though, if you look at the Bears Packers rivalry, I mean we'll have to talk to some of our Packers fans here at KCOU. But ew. Re- <laughs> kidding. But realistically, that's. If you're a Packers fan, do you even care about the Bears anymore? Because they the exist? Bears have stunk. The Bears haven't been a threat to the Packers. The Packers have constantly beat up and knocked out the Bears. It's the Bears haven't depressing. beat up and knocked out the Packers. We literally lost to them in the playoffs at yeah. home. There's the Chris Conti blown coverage a few years ah, ago. What was that? 2012. We're just not going to talk about that one. The Randall Cobb touchdown on that. When the Bears knocked out the Bears in the NFC Championship game. Oh, jeez. There's a lot of reasons for the modern era Packers fan not to hate the Bears and more just laugh at the Bears. There's a lot of reasons for the modern day Bears fan to dislike the Packers pretty immensely. All right. OSU Michigan, I saw you put this one up here, Adam. And then Duke UNC, let's talk about this a little bit because I think there's these rivalries are awesome, right? Bears, Packers, Ravens, Steelers, Yankees, Red Sox, Lakers, Celtics. But the college rivalries are kind of on a different level, almost, it feels like. Just because it's schools going up against each other, and those are built into the campus culture. Duke-UNC, built into the campus culture. If you go to Duke, you do not like UNC. If you go to OSU, you probably shouldn't like Michigan the whole that much. If you go to Michigan the other way around, especially on the football field. So I think those are a little bit of a different culture, too, Adam. When just speaking about rivalries. All right. Any other rivalries you want to hit on here? Can't think of. Oh, I mean, obviously, like you said, Raven Steelers, though. Oh, Raven Steelers. Raven Steelers is a bloodbath every it time. Is. I it, remember that, watching Those are some, fun games. Those are violent. <laughs> I would agree there. Those are violent. Raven Steelers could be good for a few more years here, depending on well, what the Steelers do next year. They really fell off at the end of the year. They were bad at the end of the year. Do you think the Steelers need a quarterback? Yes. Not this Ooh. year, but in the future. For in the next. future, yeah. Ben's gone after this year. He's got to retire. Mm-hmm. He's not that. He's not really good anymore. And I think they need to retool the defense. I mean, they lost weapons on defense this year, and I think that's going to be a significant change to the Steelers' culture. I mean, they, when Bud Dupree went down last year, the Steelers' offense, the Steelers' defense, excuse me, went from top, top tier to not top tier anymore. Well, maybe still top tier, but not the best in the league like it was. And that's when they started losing football games. I mean, they started the season on a tremendous winning streak. 
and then fell off at the end of the year. Lost three games in uh, their last few games. So that's what kind of dropped him off, that Bud Dupree injury, and now they don't have him on their roster anymore. I think we'd be looking at a different Steelers team next Definitely, year. Definitely, but they're and still going to be good. I don't know if quarterback's going to be the top priority in the draft. They're still going to be good, but yes. they're going to draft Najee Harris. Running back, in the first I, round. I want them to draft a running back very badly. All right. Let's talk about the draft a little bit later, Adam, but I think right now we are going to send it to a quick break. I'm Jack McGrath alongside Adam Rosen. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. We will be back in just a moment. McGruff here. The crime dog? Yep. I think I'm going to need your help. I've got an internet bully. Okay, well, what you do is... Maybe you could put a virus on her computer or a tracking device. Or a bug. You don't have to do that, all you? Or maybe we could get an attack dog. You ever see those attack dogs that can, like, rip a person's arm off? Seriously. Um, or like a SWAT team. A cyber SWAT team or something. Or like an army. Did you ever see that zombie army movie? We should get a zombie army. Wait, wait, wait. All you need to do to stop an internet bully is delete their messages and never forward them on. So, no, no zombies? No zombies. Bummer. Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago? Fly the Atlantic. Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. You're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy, confident, friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. I'm Adam Rosen across from Jack McGrath, and I just spent this entire break trying to remember my webkins password. Thanks, Jack. And I remembered it, and it won't let me log in. My dog's probably... probably, (laughs) My poor dog is probably dying in this game now. Man. I still have the dog. I still have my stuff. I still have it. It uh, was a French... I had two accounts because I lost the account information for my first account. You're not good at this, then. I'm generally good, but I was a little... I was a kid. Let me a break. 
Okay. I still have some of them. I have my. It was my French bulldog named Admiral. I still have that stuffed animal. I, I like had stu- a you know, Dalmatian am, named Spotty as my first webkins. I am not. I have a. I had a Dalmatian. I had a Chihuahua named Veronica because our babysitter used to have. It. We had a Chihuahua named Veronica, so I just named the Chihuahua. Chihuahua there. named Veronica. So uh, I. You know what? I. I am not afraid to still admit I still have stuffed animals because they're nice and fluffy. There you, you go. know what? They make me happy. They make me smile when I'm sad. Especially they make me think of childhood. There you go. Like I had a, I have a stuffed bunny, and it would remind me of the, that giant bunny. Remind me of it. There you go. Can't hate it. Can't hate it one but, bit. So speaking of, I don't know if you noticed that though, Adam. We found the song, by the way. Yeah, we did find the song. We found the song. We found the song. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. day. Jinx. Unreal song. You can't jinx under a roof. You can't what? You can't jinx under a roof. You can't jinx under a roof. What do you mean you can't jinx under a roof? You, do you do you even first grade, bro? Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. If I said, Jinx, you owe me a Coke, you immediately owe me a Coke. I don't understand how you say you, you can't Jinx under a roof. Well, when has that ever been a rule? It's a rule. Isn't there it's a rule, too, where you can't talk if you don't buy me the Coke right away? Oh, I don't want to buy you Coke. Well, Pepsi. I know. I One didn't. Pepsi's better, anyways. Adam, you're just off the chain right now. Fact. Wait, I'm still confused. So if you say Jinx... Under a roof, it just doesn't count. You're not supposed to do it. Yes. Really? When did this rule come into effect? Because I've never when used that I was rule in before. Like first grade. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think this is a commonly known rule. Speaking of the uh, uh, NFL draft, by the way, George Kittle. So Jimmy, Kyle Shanahan said he. I can't guarantee about Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. He if he would be on the roster on Sunday. He said I can't even guarantee anyone will be alive on Sunday, which is morbid and george kittle just said i'll call you on sunday to let you know i'm a live coach freezing cold <laughs> takes responded with the emoji of a pen oh, and then no. george kittle responded saying that makes me nervous yeah what is going and on then freezing there? cold takes just said just protocol <laughs> don't like that very oh much oh my gosh kyle shanahan has just been got, it's just got morbid here he has oh been my as vague as possible heading up to the draft it's probably a good idea Probably when you have the number three pick and you are, I mean, basically Making they're the first question. Going to make pick. a stupid decision? Maybe. They, Yesterday it was reported by Ian Rappaport that they are between Trey Lance and Mac Jones idiots. for the third pick. Justin Fields is out of the conversation then. Smokescreen? Maybe. Realistically? Probably not. They might go Mac Jones. They might go Trey Lance. If Can you imagine if Trey Lance shoots up the three? Justin Fields should be going number two overall, and I will not back down from that take. The fact that people are questioning his toughness is ridiculous. That man played probably with a couple cracked ribs after getting lit up versus Clemson, and he tore them up. It's it's amazing to me. He had two bad games against two fantastic defenses, one of the best defenses of the nation, Northwestern, and a tough game against Indiana, who's pretty solid, who was very good last year. He was actually a lot better than I expected last year, and we're going to call him out for it and say he's not good? Come on. He's not tough? Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that! And just because he went to, a, just because he went to Ohio State, he's a bad quarterback. Really? Come on! It's, you can't. It's not. There, had there ever been a good Texas Tech quarterback before Mahomes? Not that I know of off the top of my head. Blame the, It's not the school. It's the player. So, speaking of this and Justin Fields falling, it's interesting to me because I don't understand. Well, maybe I. I should understand, but it's interesting to me that there is somebody in the draft process who 
at the end of the college football season was looked at pretty much consensusly as the number two overall pick, right? And suddenly, somehow, some way, throughout the entire process of the NFL draft, which is the combine and interviews and pro days, that he dropped to five in the quarterbacks? Out of all the quarterbacks being drafted? I wonder why. I don't know. I think we can... There's plenty of reasons why, but um, not going to say those. Um... (laughs) But if we're being honest, he should be going second. Any other draft class, he's the number one quarterback easily. No, think so? Yeah, 100%. The thing is, he's won before. And that's, I mean, he didn't win the national championship, but he's gotten to the college football playoff before, and he beat Big Ten teams. So he, he should be up there. He should be in the conversation. 1,000%. And he's a tough, tough as nails. He's a good now, quarterback. Speaking of the draft, there's a team that's probably going to draft Kyle Pitts and then trade their star receiver. Yes. Because Kyle Pitts is the next Calvin Johnson, but a tight end. Well, Yeah, you heard it here. That's good. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that's pretty agreed upon. If that's true, draft him in fantasy football. Just saying. Oh, I will be. I'm going to draft him in fantasy football as soon as I can. He's that good. Well, you, do fan- he's supposed you, to be. you do the fantasy football lab. Yes, so. I do do a fantasy football podcast with a couple of my buddies. And realistically... If Kyle Pitts is there, I'm taking Kyle Pitts because he is that good of a receiver. And he's going to have... And he's going to be in the Falcons' offense, maybe. Probably, is yeah. what I would say. No, he'll be in the Falcons' offense. So let's hit on this receiver thing, though, Adam, because you were bringing that up. So what is going on in Atlanta they're right gonna now? They're going to trade... They want to trade Julio Jones, but they're going to have to wait till at least June 1st because of the cap hit. So do you think they come to an agreement with the team and then officially make the trade? I mean, that, that's entirely possible that they come to an agreement first, right? Yes, I, I know that you can't really make a pick for another team in the NFL, but we'll see what happens here with Julio Jones. But isn't that interesting that suddenly Julio Jones might be traded away? The question becomes, what can the Falcons get for Julio Jones? And should they trade away Julio Jones? And the answer is probably yes. Now, I know that seems insane, and you don't want to trade away Julio Jones. But... The Falcons save a significant amount in cap space if they trade him away after June 1st. And not only do they save a significant amount of cap space, they have other weapons where they might not need Julio Jones, who's getting a little bit older, and I hate to say it, might be close to past his prime. Because he was injured a lot last year, and I still think he is a top 10 receiver in football when healthy, but he is getting up there in age. I so, think he's the best when he was he- before the season. I would have said he's the best when he's healthy. Yeah, that's entirely possible. He's too. going to Hall of Fame. Maybe not. De- maybe not over DeAndre Hopkins. I would have but, still put him there. Yeah, but that's just me. No disrespect to the others, but he's just that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm um, with you on that one. Um, now looking at this, the Falcons have the third least amount of cap space in the NFL. Can you guess who has the least? The least amount of cap space in the NFL. Yeah, for next season. Right now, yes. New Orleans Saints. Close. They are second. Chicago Bears. Yes. Wow. That's tough for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, shocker. Ryan Pace, master class. Let's go. Go, Bears. Good job. Cutting Kyle Fuller. Yeah, yeah. You cut Kyle Fuller to save space, and you still have the least amount. Good job. I'm just going to give a round of applause to Ryan Pace for being one of the worst GMs in the league, if not ever. One of the worst ever. This is his prove-it season. He has to prove it this year. Please get fired. All right, let's go back to this Julio Jones thing because I think 
a big deal could be you, Leo Jones, moving teams. And I don't think it'll happen before the draft, but it may happen after the draft. And the question then becomes, what could the Falcons possibly get for Julio Jones? And do they make that trade? And if so, who wants Julio Jones and who is Julio Jones traded to? Because he could still be a top the best t- 10, fit. 15 receiver in the league. I'll take best fit Miami. I could see that. But does Miami draft a receiver? They have two first round picks. Yeah, but they'll draft a receiver and then they'll have Julio and Devontae Parker and whoever they draft a receiver. And Will Fuller. They signed Will Fuller, too. Oh, wait, never mind. I forgot about that. Okay. But Will Fuller's a deep threat. And I don't know if Tua is the deep guy quarterback. He can be. He can be? He's got a good But I haven't seen it in the NFL just yet. He only started a few games. He was started too early. That's true. And again, I, I'll I, give you that. The amount of times I've loved, given my love and appreciation for Brian Flores is insane, but he started him too early. That's fair. That's fair. So where else do we think that he could go? I, I do like the Miami pick because I think that helps Julio a lot, and then he's on a contender, and it helps Tua a lot too. I was going to say Houston, but I don't even know. No, not Houston. Not Houston. They're tanking right now, or they should be tanking right now. I don't know what they're going to do. We have the whole Sean Watson situation, which I don't want to comment on. That's a whole other story. Uh, Hopefully, stuff. Well, we have no clue what happens there. But um, I think the Ravens could be an option. Call me not Green Bay. Oh my goodness! Can I you would, imagine? I hate to say that, but it might be real. Can you imagine if they got Julio Jones? And what else do the Falcons need? Do I even want to think? The about Falcons it? need a running back right now. And Green Bay just signed Aaron Jones to a bigger deal to be their three-down running back. In the wings, waiting, who they spent a second-round draft pick on last year is A.J. Dillon. Hypothetically, you throw in A.J. Dillon and a fourth-round pick, and you have the same exact deal, or close to the same deal, that Deon- that the Texans got for DeAndre Hopkins, and if you're valuing Jones at near the same level as D-Hop, that's a comparable trade offer that you give away A.J. Dillon and a higher draft, and a lower-round draft pick, and mid-tier draft pick because there are a couple other fourth-rounders and sixth-rounders thrown into that D-hop trade. Mm -hmm. But you trade away a running back and a draft pick, and you get a star receiver back, and then you still have Aaron Jones as your three-down back. Suddenly the Packers are Super Bowl favorites coming out of the NFC. No? Yes? Maybe so? I think so. And then you draft a running back in like the fourth or fifth round, and you're absolutely fine if it's the Packers. That could be a very good trade for the Atlanta Falcons and for the Green Bay Packers, specifically for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That one scares me a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even want to think about it now. I can't believe it. I just gave myself nightmares. Except it makes sense. It is a trade that makes sense. And I think the most comparable trade for the Julio Jones trade could probably be a Terrell Owens trade that happened in 2009 where basically the 49ers and Ravens and Eagles all bumped around with Terrell Owens, but the 49ers acquired T.O. through a second-round pick, and they traded that, and then they wound up with Terrell Owens. So, realistically, I think Julio Jones, with his contract and how it's big and with his age, is probably worth a second-round pick plus just a little bit more. Maybe not more any more than that. 
And at this point, that Packers trade scares me a little bit because I think that's a legitimate possibility. But I think that's probably what they're looking into. Other teams I could see pursuing Julio Jones is the Baltimore Ravens. I think if they give him to Lamar Jackson as a weapon, that is a very good offense. That's going to make Lamar Jackson build him up as continue to build him up as a threat. Yes. As a thrower. Because he's he's not a bad thrower. We all make jokes, I myself included. But he's not terrible. No. Not at all. And but they need a receiver. Sense. He hasn't really had a number one receiver because everybody wants Hollywood Brown to be the number one receiver for Baltimore. And he's not that guy. He's just not. And now they have Sammy Watkins too, who's also not that guy. And he, If you're giving Lamar Jackson as your number one target, Mark Andrews, then it's not great. So the Ravens will either have to draft a wide receiver or you go get Julio Jones and you bring him in. Mm -hmm. 100%. What impact does Julio Jones have on the team still, Adam? If he's healthy, he's a top-tier receiver in the league. Okay. And he's got insane ability. He's ridiculously fast, especially for that size. He's got... Great catch radius. He can get extending anything. You remember that catch in the Super Bowl? Yes. That most people are going to forget because it didn't matter? Yes. I mean, he makes great catches all the time, but yes. It's just... He's unbelievable, and he can help. That's t- he's going to make that team... He would make that team a lot better. In not like That's an understatement. Could he go to... No, actually, let's not play the what-if game with Julio Jones, because that's not even going to happen until June. So... We're out on that right now. Let's go to other hypothetical trades here. I'm going to bring this one up here, Adam. Tell me what you think about this. So, the Miami Dolphins are looking for a wide receiver, correct? A star wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So are the Lions, but a little bit less. They're looking for a younger wide receiver. If Justin Fields is available at number six, and the Chicago Bears knowing that they're probably not going to get a contract done with Allen Robinson, offer Allen Robinson plus maybe like a fourth-round pick for that number six overall pick, which could be Justin Fields or Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddell, and the Bears take Justin Fields. Who says no? Allen Robinson, because I think I want to stake on this train of receivers because I think this is an important conversation for these teams. Allen Robinson... Plus a fourth rounder for six overall, which is Justin Fields, who says no. He's thinking. I think they have to include a first, too, though. You think the Bears have to give up a first plus Allen Robinson? You're giving. You're going to six? That's a lot. That's a huge jump. Oh, yeah. Jump. They, they swap. They, all right. What if they swap their first? They swap first, so and Allen Miami Robinson? goes down to 20 plus Allen Robinson. Maybe. 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 That would be an interesting trade. They'd have to wait to see who the Falcons take. Okay. That's fair. We were talking about Kyle Pitts earlier and the Falcons possibly grabbing him. He could hypothetically replace Julio as what would be right away the number two target in Atlanta. Calvin Ridley would still be number one. Calvin Ridley's another guy who's an absolute superstar in the making in Atlanta, too. And you bring Kyle Pitts in that offense, and that is a very, 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 very Dangerous offense if they were to keep Julio Jones. It's still dangerous if they trade him away and have Kyle Pitts as well. Because he can line up out wide. He can line up at tight end. He can line up anywhere. Mm -hmm. He is a superstar in the making. And then suddenly Atlanta still has top-tier targets for Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. All right, Adam. 
we have a lot more to hit on in just a second. But I'm going to send us to a quick break real quick. And then we're going to come back. And we're going to hit on some more of this draft talk. We'll probably just run through pick by pick and see what's going on with these NFL draft picks. So we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Gil Scott Heron with some bad news. It's called angel dust. It's a killer white powder or a chemical mix that is sprayed or sprinkled on tobacco or marijuana cigarettes. It has come between the best of friends. Don't sell it, buy it, give it, or take it. In other words, don't mess with it. It may leave someone close to you very dead. That's no way to treat a friend. That's no way to treat yourself. It just ain't worth that. Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack McGrath sitting across from Adam Rosen. We're talking NFL draft because that's coming up pretty quickly here. There's a lot going on. We just talked about a Julio Jones possibility of being traded. Adam brought up how the Green Bay Packers are in a good position to make a trade for a guy like Julio Jones once that's possible in June. Well, once it's logical in June for the Falcons to make that trade and gain some cap room. I talked about how the Ravens would make sense, and we hit on how the Dolphins could possibly make a superstar-studded receiving court. We also talked about how the Dolphins could trade down from their number six pick if somebody really wants Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields, according to a report from Ian Rappaport yesterday, is probably not going at number three to the San Francisco 49ers because they are between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Mac Jones and Trey Lance are two guys who... If we're talking the number three pick, if Justin Fields is still on the board, I mean, two months ago we would have said that's insane that they're not looking at Justin Fields. It still feels insane that they are not looking at Justin Fields at that pick. stupid. But based on everything we've heard from what these teams are planning to do, it seems like it's something that could definitely happen. And it looks like Justin Fields is a contender to fall down the draft board like a little bit. an Aaron Rodgers level fall. Exactly. That's See, what's crazy. It's insane. San Francisco took Alex Smith. Oh, my God. I didn't think about take it. Aaron Rodgers. Packers are going to trade trade up for Dustin Fields. So. Just kidding. No. They just said Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback today. And drafted Jordan Love. Can you imagine if they took Justin Fields? 
Rodgers would be just like, just to smite Let the bears. Just to smite out. the bears. Just to smite the bears. They might do that. That'd be so funny. That'd be very Packers of them. I'd actually laugh. I'd be laughing if that happened. It would be kind of cool. funny. That'd be funny. Painful, but funny. Agreed. Funny, but wrong. All right. So, hypothetically, let's just run down the draft board here, Adam. And let's see how far Justin Fields could fall. And let's assume that a trade doesn't happen. Because I think somebody probably jumps up to take Justin Fields. But let's at the moment assume a trade doesn't happen. And then we'll come back to it and say, maybe a trade could happen here. Jacksonville Jaguars at number one overall are going to take Trevor Lawrence. He's the sure thing number one overall pick. Is he the... Just kidding. He is! Kidding. Kidding. Don't even... Kidding. Try it. Number two, New York Jets. It's pretty widely thought that they're going to take Zach Wilson. Which Justin Fields should be going there instead, but okay. What if that's just a huge smoke screen? If what they if take Zach Justin- Wilson isn't going there and they take Justin Fields? I'll be happy for them then. Because they just they should have just they should be drafting Maybe. Justin Fields. Maybe. 49ers. So they're between Mac they're Jones, draft Mac Jones and Trey so Lance. Dumb. For Atlanta Falcons, this is where it really gets interesting here. Because you know the 49ers are going to probably take a quarterback. Because they traded up in that position, and that would make sense for them to take a quarterback. It's going to be Kyle Pitts. It should be Kyle Pitts should be the pick here. Will it be Kyle Pitts? Maybe. Possibly. Unless they go quarterback in the future, which I don't think they will do. I don't think so either. Or they trade away the pick, which is another possible option. I doubt that, too. But that also seems unlikely because I think they probably would have done that already. Yeah. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals. I want them to take Penai Sewell because I think he is the best blocker in this draft by far, and he's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is another option at that pick because he has the LSU connection with Joe Burrow. Adam, thoughts on that pick? I agree. I mean, look, Jamar Chase is great. He's awesome, and this lot, this this draft is stacked with linemen. But that photo. Of Joe Burrow's knee when they're modeling for the new jerseys. Yep. Oh my God, that's just like I think my friend said this. Tell me who the Bengals are drafting without telling me who the Bengals should draft. You're exactly right. They have. How, who? How is he going to throw to Jamar Chase if he's on the ground ninety percent? You have of the to time? protect the franchise, and Joe Burrow is the franchise right now. That is why you draft offensive linemen. Dolphins. I'd assume they go receiver. They it, could also if go. If Chase off-line. is there, he's he's gone. If Jamar Chase is there, he's probably gone at this pick. Another contender to be traded, though, at this pick. Detroit Lions. I think they need a receiver here. Yeah. They they have, like, no QB receivers on the their question. roster right now. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? QB might not be out of the question, though, for some QB reason. QB might not. And that's an interesting point. Because they have Jared Goff right now. And he's not good, but, like, he can he, yeah. keep you. He can make you not painful to watch. Yes. So the question at this pick, I think this is really where the trades start happening and you really see the see exactly where these teams think they are at the different position. And I think this pick is going to be the most telling. Because, hypothetically, if the first six picks go how we think they're going to go, then right here at seven, if the Detroit Lions take a quarterback, that completely messes up the draft board for a lot of other teams. Like, completely. Because suddenly now the Patriots will probably, if they want a quarterback in the future, have to trade up a bit if they're thinking they have to go first-round quarterback to get who they want. The Philadelphia Eagles, if they're thinking quarterback, and there's rumors that they might be thinking quarterback, would hypothetically have to trade up to get who they want. The Bears would have to trade up more significantly to get who they want. Any team that wants a quarterback would have to trade up pretty significantly to get who they want. 
So that is a very telling pick because the next two picks could also go quarterback as well. Very well could. And that's Carolina, who now have Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater on their roster. And Denver, who has said that they are going to bring a quarterback in to compete with Drew Locke. So I would assume Denver goes quarterback no matter what, is what I would guess at the moment. So Carolina and Detroit are really the two picks here that are going to be telling of how this draft is going to go. Unless the Falcons, Bengals, or Dolphins take a quarterback, and I just don't think that's going to happen. But those two picks there, Detroit and Carolina, are going to tell the story of this entire first round for me. Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, where do you think the Lions are going? Receiver? Receiver. Okay. I think they're going receiver, too. I think it would be a mistake not to take Jalen Waddell here. He has Tyreek Hill running ability. What about Devontae Smith? He goes deep. Devontae Smith, maybe. I like Devontae Smith a lot, too. I think, I I don't know. There's a lot of questions about Devontae Smith, specifically about his weight right now, and if he's big enough to play in the NFL. I think that's a ridiculous narrative that the guy who won the Heisman isn't going to be big enough to play in the NFL, especially after he did this against SEC cornerbacks and safeties. But hypothetically, it's going to be one of those two Alabama receivers. It's going to be Waddle or Smith. Then the next pick, Carolina Panthers. I think they should go line or defense here. I think they might trade down. That would be another option. And I think that's probably the biggest contender to trade down at the moment from their pick. It's the Carolina Panthers at eight, hypothetically. Wait, you don't think the Jaguars are going to trade down? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not from Trevor Lawrence. But realistically, this is the biggest contender to trade down in the Carolina Panthers. We'll go through like the first 12 picks here until we get to where we think Justin Fields is definitely gone by Adam because I think that is the biggest story of the draft right now. Carolina Panthers are the biggest contender to probably trade down at the, this moment. Yeah. Because they don't really need a quarterback because they have their quarterbacks. They need something else to improve their team. I don't know what it is. It's probably defense. Because they're not over the hump yet to where they are a playoff contender, but when they have everybody healthy, when they have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and then Christian McCaffrey, who they didn't have at all last year, they are a contender. They ran with the Chiefs for the entire game last year because Christian McCaffrey was on the field, and that was one of two games that Christian, or one of three games that Christian McCaffrey was entirely healthy for. So I think they're a legitimate contender. If they can improve a little bit in the draft year, I think they're a playoff contender next year. But they can trade down and sort of get a lot more pieces this year. And they don't need a quarterback. And this is a prime place for a quarterback to go. So who trades up for this number eight pick, Adam? The Patriots. Patriots are a good option. They the sit Bear, at 15 right now. The Bears right are going to try it. I don't Bears think they'll do Bears are at 20. It. Bears are going to have to give up a lot. Yes, I would agree with you there. Broncos are at nine. Do you think the Broncos try to jump? No. The Carolina Panthers? No. No. You think the Panthers are definitely not taking the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they just traded for Sam Darnold. That's fair. I agree with you, actually. Okay, so then you got the Broncos at 9. Broncos are probably taking quarterback, right? So the question now becomes, because this is the fourth team that we're saying is definitely taking the quarterback. So we assume that the Niners go Jones or Lance. The question then becomes, do the Broncos take whoever is not taken? If there's not another trade-up. The Broncos take whoever's not taken out of Jones or Lance. So let's say the 49ers take Jones because that's still the betting favor right now. Yes. And they take, do the Broncos take Lance or do they go Justin Fields here? Because I think the right answer is probably still Justin Fields. The right answer is Justin Fields at every pick that, every, every pick besides one. And the question then becomes, you know what I mean. 
What will the Broncos do, though? They'll probably take Trey Lance. And if they take Trey Lance and nobody trades up with the Carolina Panthers, let's say the Carolina Panthers know they have their guy there, and the Detroit Lions know they have their guy at 7 and 8, the Panthers have their guy and don't think they can trade down and keep their guy. Suddenly, 10, 11, 10 and 11 are two teams that really don't need a quarterback. That's the Dallas Cowboys, and they have Dak Prescott. Yeah. 11's the New York Giants, and they have Daniel Jones, and they're probably not looking to move on from him just yet. They'll probably take Rashawn Slater if he's there. Yep. And number 12, so assuming the Cowboys don't trade out of that pick and the Giants don't trade out of that pick, is the next best contender for a quarterback, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They have Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. You think they go receiver instead? Absolutely. I think they need to. So do they pass on Justin Fields if he's available at 12? You can't just not. You can't like you can't just start Jalen Hurts for four games. Say, oh, he had no weapons, but he stinks. Can you trade Jalen Hurts though? No, I don't think they would. Okay, that's an interesting point. Because then you move to thirteen, which is the Chargers, and then fourteen, which is the Vikings. And Chargers have Justin Herbert. They don't need a quarterback. Fourteen is the Vikings. They don't need a quarterback. So we're at fifteen, Adam. And Justin Fields hasn't been picked yet. He's gone right there. He's gone to the New England Patriots. And everyone collectively... And Justin Fields... Everyone collectively loses their mind. Gets to learn from Cam Newton, whose play style isn't the same, but is a little bit similar to Justin Fields. And he gets to learn from Bill Belichick and Cam Newton... Before he takes away Cam Newton's job and Bill Belichick gets a quarterback of the future. That is what is going to happen in this draft. The Patriots are going to walk away with Justin Fields and be set for the future. Can you believe it, Ed? No. No. It might happen. There's a chance that Justin Fields drops all the way down to the 15th pick. That is crazy to me. And Bill Belichick is going to get his guy because that's just what the Patriots do. They're going to have one bad year, and the next year they're going to be good again. Yep. Done. 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 If you were just a Brady hater and not a Patriots hater, maybe that's not that bad. If you were a Patriots hater, that is pretty bad. If you were a Brady hater, he won the Super Bowl last year, so that's also pretty bad. Hopefully you weren't hating on the Patriots or Tom Brady because Patriots might be very well contenders Maybe not next year, but the year after once again because they are going to get their quarterback. And that's what we'll leave the show on, Adam. That was interesting the way we got there. Any final thoughts, Mr. Rosen? Uh, When the Bears draft Kyle Trask, I might punch a wall. <laughs> Maybe at 20 if those other quarterbacks are gone because they're looking like they might be. If the Bears can't trade up, they might be in trouble. All right, that is going to do it first here at the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Thank you for listening. I'm Jack McGrath alongside Adam Rosen. We are on every Monday from 4 to 5, so be sure to tune in. Once again, this has been the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM.